Hey, hey, what's up? This is Amy Williams, and this episode is for you. If you've ever thought that maybe Pinterest might be something that would be beneficial to your business, we all know Google, but do you know Pinterest and the power that Pinterest has? So I brought on Elaine Timms, and she is a Pinterest marketing expert who helps entrepreneurs use Pinterest to transform their business by connecting them to their ideal person on the platform. She is the founder of Elaine Timms Creative, a Pinterest management and strategy agency that helps entrepreneurs use Pinterest marketing without using up all their time and getting lost in all the fancy lingo that can be downright confusing. Elaine loves to simplify, educate, and empower other entrepreneurs to grow their businesses using the right strategies. I am so excited for you to hear this conversation. She is going to give five major tips to set up your account, how to be consistent, and a few of her little tips and tools as well. So I am so thankful and grateful that she gave us her time. Thank you, Elaine. Now for the intro. Welcome to the Amy Williams Show. I am your host, Amy Williams, and this is season two. I'm so excited. And here I'm all about motivating and encouraging strong Christian businesswomen. I want you to know that whatever you may be facing in your life, you're not alone. Successes and failures are shared here, and not just by me, but by incredible guest speakers as well. So glad you found this podcast. Let's dive in. Today, we have Elaine Timms with us. Hi, Elaine. Hi, Amy. How are you? I'm great. It's nice to be here. I know. I'm so excited. So I have been like super researching the benefits of Pinterest and all things Pinterest. And you are the guru. So tell us a little bit just about how like this journey started for you and how it's going. Sounds good. So I actually, when I first had my first child back in 2016, I started a mommy blog because I think that's what you're supposed to do when you become a mom and you want to build an online business. And I was able to drive thousands of page views to it using Pinterest. And I really loved it and I enjoyed it. And then I had some people start asking me how I was doing it and sustainably doing it at that And so I started helping them. And then I started to have no time for my mommy blog. So I sold it and went in full time with my Pinterest strategy agency in November of 2018. So now we help female entrepreneurs uh, grow their business using Pinterest. And it's, it's just kind of been smooth sailing since then. I love that. You're like, I started it this way. And then now it's this way. I think that's kind of similar podcast wise. Like I started with my own podcast and went into a different podcast and now I help others how to podcast. Right. (laughs) I didn't know that that was going to be my journey, but here we are. Right. You couldn't have told me (laughs) when I first started my online business that I was going to be running this Pinterest agency. No. It would have been like, what? (laughs) But 
But it's so exciting because you're like, you know what? I can use my knowledge, my experience, my errors, my mistakes and say, hey, learn the shortcut from me. Don't do it the way I did it. Or, hey, this really worked. Do this. Right. Exactly. Okay. So we're going to talk today just about um, some tips and tricks to starting a Pinterest account. So if you are like me and don't have uh, your own Pinterest account, we are going to learn Uh, how to do that correctly. Uh, I love Pinterest as a user, but I am not a content creator on Pinterest. So I am going to be learning and taking notes. um, And hopefully whoever finds this and listens is like, oh, thank you. So here we go. Uh, Elaine, I'm going to give you the floor and start however you think is the best way to start. That sounds great. So I guess the first thing to keep in mind as we're going to strip and peel this onion back is to look at Pinterest for what it actually is. So we're not going to use Pinterest in the same way as we use Instagram and Facebook, where we kind of are storytelling and it's about us and it's kind of like the person behind the business. Pinterest is actually a social um, visual search engine. Um, And so that is actually really important to keep in mind as you're going to embark on your Pinterest marketing journey. So what the first step we need to do is obviously get a Pinterest for business account. If any of your listeners currently do have a personal Pinterest account, you can toggle it over to a business account if you like. Um, But at that point, then you're going to want to review the content that you have. What what have you been pinning? Does that align with your business? Probably not. Uh, I know personally, (laughs) I use Pinterest for things that are completely different than what I use. If everybody wants to see my keto recipes that I save, then maybe. (laughs) So I do highly recommend that you start a new Pinterest for business account. What that's going to do is it's going to unlock analytics and all sorts of little tools that you can use to track your progress and to see what's working and what isn't working. So that's really, really important. The second thing that you're going to want to do is obviously optimize your account. And what that means on Pinterest is you're going to want to brainstorm what keywords or things are people using to find my kind of content that's part of my business. Let's use Amy as an example. So if I am a podcast coach, it's not just necessarily that people are looking for podcast coaches. They are on Pinterest, but what do you help people achieve? You probably brainstorm about what tech to use, how to record, how to edit, all of those kinds of things. So strategy, strategy. That's right. So you're going to start to research keywords on Pinterest. You're going to optimize your account. You're going to upload a photo of your beautiful face. That's what I tell all my clients first, because to be honest with you, we want to connect with the person behind the business. We don't want to see your logo. If you are truly uncomfortable, though, being on the internet and having your face, then logo is the best second choice. Um, I don't want to scare anybody off with that, but definitely recommend a beautiful smiling photo of yourself. You're then going to want to complete like all of the areas, like the account description with these keywords sprinkled in. So you're just brainstorming to yourself at this point. What are people, what kind of word combos are people using to find my content? You get all of that in place. Then you're going to want to install on your website something that's called rich pins. And rich pins are really great because 
it's allowing Pinterest to go and crawl your website and pull the metadata from your website, which tells Pinterest and the users a little bit more about what it is, the piece of content that you're pinning. So if it's a blog post, it's got the blog post title, who it was written by, and just kind of all of those little details. Um, and it, that is just why you want to install rich pins is to help you optimize your account further. Because our goal, especially when you're starting out, is to start teaching Pinterest what your account is about so that it knows how to distribute your content. Um, from there, you're going to want to claim your website so that when you pull your analytics, it's actually tracking your website and any clicks and engagement that you're getting that way. From there, you're going to want to do some keyword research, which can be time intensive, but it's worth it. Remember, it is a visual search engine. It is not social media. You are there to rank your content so that you can start to send traffic to your website on autopilot. So take the time, create yourself a keyword bank. So it's like research once, have it in the keyword bank so that you don't have to keep going back to Pinterest and going, what was that again? And what combo? Like you have it all there to refer to as you need. So you're going to use those keywords, like I said, in your account description. You're going to create two to three boards from those keywords. You want to use a keyword in your description, in your, sorry, board name. And of course, that keyword in the description, along with the relevant keywords that are really tied to it. And I always recommend to start, do two to three boards per category bucket, depending on what the business is about. From there, yes. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, so I'm, I'm taking the notes, but I have a quick question. Yeah. I have, I have a lot of questions. <laughs> um, but now when you're setting up those boards, and maybe this, maybe this is like a really dumb question, but I'm just going to ask it anyway. Um, when I'm trying to say, okay, I'm pinning these pins or these boards. Um, is it only my content that I'm putting on these boards or would it be advisable to like, let's say I find other podcast coaches um, and I put their pins in my board. Yeah, and you can absolutely do that. Pinterest has always said that it's okay to pin third-party content, but that you don't have to pin third-party content. And often, I don't know if it's pinning or sharing. You know what I mean? Yeah, right? like it's like pinning and sharing. Yeah, right. pinning is okay. like the the Pinterest terminology for sharing content. I guess platform. I guess where where my brain gets confused is because if you're thinking social media, like. I'm not really going to go to my, I'll call them a competitor, right? I'll, I'll say this podcast coach might be a competitor of mine. I'm not going to take their content and share it to my stories. I mean, right. unless you I'm collabing with them or something, because right. then all, my audience is going to go, oh, I didn't know that podcast coach was there. Right. I mean, there's the plus and minus of that. Right. Right. So, so why would I do that on Pinterest or would it, because would it be better to do, or is that just because like the algorithm and stuff, or would it be better to just make sure that I'm creating a whole bunch of stuff that fits into all those categories? Well, like it's kind of a combination of both. So even if you have somebody in your, your listenership that doesn't have as much content, they have that circulating, but they still kind of need to bolster the board with other people's content. The difference between Pinterest is just because you shared that pin that might be perceived as a competitor of yours does not mean that you just instantly sent them all sorts of traffic. 
again, Pinterest is a search engine. You're working on ranking, right? You're working on keywords. It takes the keywords and then knows to distribute that stuff out. Another thing about Pinterest is that if a board is getting pinned to, like succinctly, like in a row, all of these pins, including third party, yours has just as much chance of getting distributed as that person's. So we don't need to worry about those same things as say Instagram. Interesting. I don't know. I guess I'm like, mm, you know, because um, I mean, obviously I'm not the only person that can teach you how to start a podcast. Just like there's not only one health and wellness coach. So if I'm there's a health also and wellness not one coach, Pinterest manager, right? right. There's, you know, there's a whole bunch. Right. So yeah. I, I don't want that to sound like, who you know, I'm, you know what I meant. So I just right. want to clarify, but yeah. if I am a, let's just say I'm a health and wellness coach um, and I want to talk about metabolism or whatever, right. In women, right. Um, I created my own pin and put it on this board about metabolism. Yeah. Um, but I also share, then you're saying to share, you know, all these, these three other posts or pins about metabolism and put them on that same board. You would can. that be, that would, would be okay. doing that or would you, or is it's that just like I an recommend. option? It, it, it's just, it's a more of an option. It really okay. depends on how much content you personally have in your business and how much you need to facilitate with other people. If you have endless amounts of content. I don't know if there's anyone that has endless amounts, but if you have a good substantial amount of content, there really is no reason to pin a third party pin because you have, you go in and you optimize your own content and you just let it kind of simmer on Pinterest. How much content is yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> how, much, how much content should there be? <laughs> well, I think there needs to be enough where you can pin a fresh pin that Pinterest has not seen every single day for optimal results. There are some people that have hundreds of blog posts and are able to pin a fresh pin multiple times throughout the day. Um, but I'd say as a bare bones, I do like to to work with clients and see clients be able to create a fresh pin. Now that can be a fresh piece of content from yourself that you just created, or it's creating a new pin to link back to a content post that's already been pinned. Okay. You Pinterest. scared the heebie-jeebies out of me. I was yeah. like, <laughs> that's did you see my face? I was like, <laughs> just oh my word. Times, like vlog every day. What's the problem? <laughs> okay. So let's just pretend, let's pretend, let's take a podcast episode and say, okay, I have this one 20 minute conversation. How many pins can I make out of one? How many like decent pins? Not just like, you know crappy ones. Yeah. But let's make some good pins on average. How many pins would that be out of a 20? So there's minutes? really like, no, like there's some Pinterest experts that will say, you know, what, cap it at five different pin styles that went out for that piece of content. Okay. I personally, I've done upwards of 20 to 25. I change out the pin description. I change out like maybe the heading to target other keywords for that same piece of content. I'm all about repurposing, right? So you've got all your right. podcast. Yeah. Like it's, there's really so I have no... 64 podcast episodes that have been published. Right. And so there's tons means, of room there. Saying, like, let's just say 10, mm-hmm. I have 640 pieces of content. I de- like possibly that could right. be made out of those. Ep- ep- Absolutely. Oh. So if you're a podcaster, this is a gold mine for you. That right. Pinterest kind of is it's, a gold mine. It kind of, it's very much so a gold mine. Yeah. 
and I'm not mining yet. I need to be mining. Yeah. (laughs) You need to reap the benefits, girl. Yes. Yes. Okay. So we've got four steps. You, I, I totally stopped you at um, creating the two to three boards. So I'm going to, I'm going to stop talking and, um, let you keep going. Right. So, yeah. So we were at, you know, take however many categories of content that you have on your website and you're creating the two to three boards to start to pin those pins to, um, from there, you're going to be getting into actually creating your pin consistency plan. How are you going to consistently get this? Like any platform, how are you going to make sure to pin consistently? I like to use Tailwind. It is an approved partner of Pinterest. So obviously the next step would be to sign up for a Tailwind account and get acquainted, take a look around, um, create your schedule. There's no need to be pinning a crazy amount, like 30 pins a day. It's more about um, quality, relevancy, and just making sure that you're consistent on the platform every day is what I tell clients because we're, we're here for growth. We're not here to pin for a few days and then to drop off. You want to be looking at pinning every day. So you're looking for consistency, using Tailwind, getting a little bit of a workflow, creating your pin descriptions, uploading them to Tailwind, pinning them to the most relevant board, and not necessarily setting and forgetting it, but moving on. Uh, Pinterest is a slow moving platform. I do want to warn everybody, do not expect to get results after a month or two. You're looking at three months to move the needle. It's it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. Yes. Six to nine months to start to get those results that you're likely looking for. Another thing that I want everybody to keep in mind as you're looking at this and you're realizing, hey, you know what? Pinterest might actually be where my audience is. I can guarantee you they are there. But if a Pinterest is a good route to go down to, if you're ready to get off of the Instagram hamster wheel where your posts expire in a matter of minutes. Amen to that, especially after Instagram being down. Right? How would it feel to actually rank your content and have some pins that I like to refer to them as legacy pins actually last months? The average pin lasts four months on the platform before it kind of dwindles out and dies. That is not um, the end all and be all though, because I actually personally have some pins that I've pinned three, four, and five years ago that are still sending traffic. So that's when you hear of Pinterest being able to send you traffic on autopilot. That is probably what people are referring to. I think that's amazing. I think the, the, the fact that you can have a pin that is still relevant three years later speaks volumes to you. I mean, it's one thing to have stuff that like, oh, this is still a good read or whatever, but that it's still relevant after three years. That's, that's pretty classy. I like it. Yes. Okay. So consistency plan and tailwind, um, is, is tailwind free or is that a paid? That is paid. Um, it's pretty nominal at about 10 to $15. It's somewhere in there. I usually depend on clients to get that. Um, but it's very nominal when you see the power of, of what it can do. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So we've got five tips. That's amazing. Is there anything that you would say as like a, a, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Like a don't do or a, Hey, this is what I'm seeing some people recommend doing. And I would say, don't do that. Okay. Um, is there a trend floating that you're like, Oh, cringe worthy. Yeah. There's really not any trends. There are like, I mean, there's this new pin type that's called idea pins on Pinterest. Originally they rolled it out and called it story pins. Um, the reason behind that was because Pinterest likes to try to be Instagram and TikTok and all of those kinds of things at times. Um, but they switch it to idea pins. Um, it's something that they want people or content creators to use to grow their followers and have people stay on the platform. So there's been a lot of people in the Pinterest expert community saying not to use idea pins and not to give the platform what they want, which I actually think. If you reverse engineer that, if Pinterest is wanting you to start using idea pins and, and people are, and it grows your followers, you have to keep in mind that your followers are some of the first people that see a new pin. They're distributed to first. So you pin something new, it goes out to your followers because if they're following you, Pinterest thinks, okay, well, you know, you actually care what this person content creator has to say. So if you're looking for that initial engagement, that's where Pinterest looks first. If your followers are engaging with your idea pins, then they're going to start pushing out those static pins and those video pins, those ones that actually link back to your website. And that's going to increase your traffic over the long term. If there's one thing I can't stress enough about Pinterest is that this is your long term plan. So your seeds now gain all the traction later. What, what is an idea pin? Is that like the, the little video, the little stories? Yeah. It's like an idea. It's taking one idea. So maybe like, in, for example, in your own business, your top three tech tools and you're recording video and information enough that the pinner is going to understand what you're saying and get that idea for themselves that they can use in their everyday life. Ooh, right now, okay. Pinterest doesn't allow links to your con to your actual website. So there's a bit of kerfuffle over that I say kerfuffle. don't sweat it right yeah there is something I haven't heard in a while I bet. no it's not but I'm like, <laughs> I'm like Elaine said kerfuffle so yes. kerfuffle is back in. <laughs> exactly. I love it yeah okay so we have a story or well idea pins and yeah. then have, there's video pins right mm -hmm. and then you said static pins those static are like pins, memes which or are yeah, images. you traditionally log into Pinterest as what you've seen since the beginning of time. So is there anything I'm missing? Any other type of pin? Um, there's carousel pins. Like if you have a product, you can, yeah, that's if you're a product seller, you're more using those to, you know, you're showing the product, then you're showing the product in use and different angles of the product. So let's not. Uh, okay. On a model or not. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is me with the headphones on. This is me yes. <laughs> without headphones. Yeah, no. Right. Um, in your experience, obviously every, you know, account is going to be different in what they're promoting, what their target audience is, all of that stuff, right? But do you have a favorite or one that seems to do better than others as far as type of pin? Type of pin? It's really when a pin starts to do well, it's because you've actually managed to successfully marry all of the components. You've done your pin description right. Your text overlay on your pin is right. You've saved it to the right relevant board, which has the great title and the right pin description. Then you got the right engagement afterwards that people are saving it to like similar kind of board names. That's where you really hit the sweet spot. Now, all of that might seem 
a little intimidating, but it's actually not as hard as it seems. Once you really understand not to skimp on the keywords, I can't stress that to your audience enough. Keywords, yes, they take a little bit of time. It's like Google SEO. It's the same kind of thing. But once you have that list. The SEO. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's similar to podcasting too. I mean, like we have our, like when we're uploading, we have different keywords that we can use and stuff like that too. That's very so it's very similar. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you're not speaking French anymore. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I think you've explained, uh, I guess the basics for my questions. Do you have anything else that you wanted to add into the tips or tricks or, um, advice that you gave? Yeah. It's just more reiterating that the consistency is important. I see a lot of people get really bummed out with their efforts on Pinterest it's because they pin all in the same week, don't see the results they're looking for and all this engagement and insights that are showing their account just skyrocketing. So they kind of drop off. Pinterest is definitely the platform where you are going to need some patience, but at the end of the day, you are going to reap the benefits. I think that's very true for podcasting as well. I feel like it's definitely a long game marathon and people, I see so many podcasters, we, we call that pod fade, right? So uh, there's like this crazy statistic that, um, you know, however many pod I shared on my Instagram, however many podcasters quit podcasting after like 13 episodes, because right. it can be really discouraging. Like you've put so much effort and time into trying to grow this thing. And I think there's like this false, um, uh, what is that dream that like, you're going to just be Insta famous, right? Right. Doesn't happen. And I think that's so true with, with anything like, Oh, I'm starting a small business and now, uh, I'm going to be raking in the dough. No, nobody knows you're selling or what you're doing. Like it takes time. So I think that is really good advice, whether you're learning Pinterest or starting Pinterest or anything. That's right. Uh, Shoot real life, like parenting, it right. takes time. We have to figure it out, right? Being a mom is so fun, so rewarding, and so frustrating all at the same time. All at the same time. And I think but at the end of the day, be another baby, right? Right. It is a little bit, but at the end of the day, you just have to really, it's like any platform that you're using. You've got to look at why are you using it? What are your goals? What are you hoping that it's going to help you accomplish? Having that in place, then you can know where to focus. I think that's incredible. I love it. I think there's, there's so much gold and truth and you just like made it so simple to understand, like, here we go. So if anybody that is listening wants to continue the conversation with you, Elaine, we have a link in the description, but why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit more about like how to work with you and um, what your agency offers. Okay. So that how we can work together is we actually obviously offer Pinterest management where we actually take over your Pinterest account. We do all of the strategy. We do all of the keywording. We do all of the pin creation. We basically take it off of your plate so that you can get back to doing what you actually want to do, which is running your business. Um, We are going to be rolling out Pinterest coaching, which is going to be a six week program intensive. So it's once a week coaching session. You have access to me to ask any questions. It's six weeks and we get you all set up and get you running your own Pinterest strategy. Um, 
Intel then, if people are kind of wanting to kind of tread water and figure out if Pinterest is right for their business, I do invite people to visit elainetims.com. Right on the front page, there is an opt-in for our free Pinterest strategy guide. That's going to give you, again, another overarching look at the Pinterest uh, pillars for success. There's five of them to have all of those in place that will help get you started. Um, there's also a checklist in there so that you can set up your account properly and know that you, you've laid your foundation the right way. And uh, yeah, so that's a great place to start. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure that that's in the description. And then if you're following me on Instagram, I'll be tagging Elaine on her Instagram. So you'd be able yeah. to follow her there. Thank you. That's so Thank good. you so much. No problem, Amy. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening in to The Amy Williams Show. For more about this episode or how you can start your own podcast, go check out theamywilliams.com. If you have a moment, would you please leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher? It's seriously one of the biggest compliments you could give. Also, come find me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok using the handle at The Amy Williams Show. Can't wait to see you over there. And don't forget, you are not made for a small life. It's time for you to go after it and live out your purpose. See you next week.